feel like sometimes life is really mental. Dude, that's actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> Even when you lose all hope, you go deeper than you've gone. Hold on till you can't no more. I mean, I had girls in my school tell me that I was stupid for wanting to do this as my job. I feel like that's motivating because I just want to prove them wrong. Hey everyone, welcome to the Really Mental Podcast where we talk about mental health and identity and we want you to know that no matter who you are, you're not alone. Please make sure to follow us, like, subscribe and follow us on our socials at Really Mental Podcasts. Also, if you enjoy this conversation, please rate us five stars. We really believe that Ella Mendelssohn has a story worthy of getting that rating. Today we are talking about belonging. I want to start things off by asking you, Harry, when has been a time that you have felt like you haven't really belonged in the world and how did you deal with that? My whole life, honestly, like I felt like I didn't really belong with the people in my age group and the kids in my age group up until probably I finished high school, honestly. I felt like I didn't really have a place and I couldn't relate to the kids that were my age because I was just interested in different things. I just wanted to do different things and I felt like I wasn't accepted a part of the kids my age because I liked those different things, especially in high school, I think because I was doing fashion and modeling and things that weren't the norm, I think I really saw that people would kind of just misunderstand what I was doing. I think that's where it came from. I think they just really didn't know what was going on. They just, it was so foreign to them. They couldn't comprehend that it's actually like a thing you can do. And I think that that was a big thing where I felt like I was misunderstood and I felt a little bit alone, but luckily I did have a few close friends and a good close group of friends that were able to support me during that time. Completely feel you. And also to an extension of that, I guess really belonging is is tied to purpose. So when you mentioned doing modeling and doing these things at a young age, I guess, was there a sense of belonging that you felt from doing those things, even though it meant that you maybe didn't relate to the people around you at that time? Yeah, definitely. I think I felt like I more so belonged within the fashion industry and the people in those industries got me. And I thought that like that community really understood what I valued and what I was interested in. And that even like flowed onto my friends from high school, like the people who I'm closer to in high school have that mutual love for fashion and creative arts and all those different types of things. And that's what kind of brought us together because they did understand what I was doing and they were able to accept it and love it and treat it like it was like the best thing that I was doing. You know what I mean? They kind of were supportive versus like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And putting judgment on it, which was a big thing. I feel like a lot of high school is, can be more of a place of conformity rather than promoting uniqueness. That's just part of the structure of sort of a small ecosystem of people where you don't really have a choice who you are surrounded by because everyone who's in your year, you see every day that you're at school. Hence why that can make it tough if you're doing something that is a little bit different. And I can definitely relate to that as well, finding music very young. I always found it a lot easier to connect with people older than me. And I'm excited to see if it was the same for Ella because I assume she would be in a a very similar position from that sense. She's 16, 17 and knows what she wants to do to the extent of, you know, the next couple of years. So with that in mind, we are going to get into the conversation with Ella and we're going to welcome her to the Really Mental Show Let's go! Woo! 
Just want to let everyone know that we have an Amazon AMP show every Sunday at 7 p.m. PT and 10 p.m. ET with amazing guests similar to the podcast. Please go check out the Amazon AMP app and follow us at Really Mental. We'll see you guys there. Ella, would you like to describe yourself for the beautiful people listening, who you are and what you do? So I'm Ella Mendelson. I'm a 16-year-old content creator from Long Island, New York. I just recently launched my own business and I post on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all over social media. That's what I do. Awesome. You're already doing so much already. How? When did you start this whole journey? So I started Instagram when I was 12. My parents are both in the fashion industry. So I always saw them doing photo shoots, working with influencers. And I just thought it was so cool, obviously, as a little girl on set. My mom finally let me start a public Instagram account and I started posting cute little photos. And then actually in quarantine, I started TikTok and I really blew up from there. I had 16,000 followers on Instagram. And then now I have over half a million followers on Instagram. I have like 500,000 something. So TikTok definitely like blew up during quarantine, which made my other platforms get a lot bigger. But I did start in middle school. You talking about that now, is it sort of crazy to think at how much you've grown? Or do you just like not take it in and just keep pushing forward? When I sit down and think about it, I feel like I would be really proud of myself when I was little. But at the same time, I feel like I'm the type of person who always thinks I'm not doing enough. So most of the time, I'm just like, I need to do more. I need to do this. I want to do that. I feel like I don't appreciate it that much. How do you balance the need to constantly be doing something and taking a break? So obviously I'm still in high school. Recently this year I switched to homeschool. So I'm homeschooled now and I actually love it. But it's a lot easier with that because I have a lot more time to film. I can work out and just have a schedule, which really helps me. I find time on the weekends to see my friends and stuff. Honestly, just having a schedule and everything mapped out really helps because I kind of have a routine that I do. And then if I have brand deals and stuff, I plan it out way ahead. So I know exactly when to shoot it and everything's done in time. Outside of social media, how would you describe yourself in three words? You know, your energy. If we were just hanging out together, what do you like? Positive, chaotic, (laughs) and creative. How has going to high school and also growing this social media following almost like a little business empire that you've got going. How has that all been? Like when you're at school, are your friends just talking to you about normal stuff or are they asking you for like business advice and stuff? Well, I never really had good experiences in school, quite honestly. Homeschool is completely different. And like I said, I do love it. But I went to an all-girls Catholic school, which was not good for me. I have a whole video on it on my YouTube channel. Um, And then I went to public middle school, which also was weird because I was like, posting pictures on my Instagram. I also had like a thousand followers, but like I was just trying to make something out of it. So obviously people were like, what is she doing? Like a small town in Long Island. No one, everyone just thought I was like weird. So I mean, honestly, like I don't have a huge group of friends. I feel like now I'm expanding it more, but like in school I had like one friend and the friend groups that I did have kind of fell apart because of like my social media and just how people viewed me without really knowing me. I feel like people see you on social media and just make judgments about you and don't really know you as a person, especially teenagers. It's hard. How did you deal with the bullies at high school and all the judgment that came from teachers and students? Well, middle school, I actually like 
did not care at all. Like people used to look me up and make fun of me and I could care less. When I got into high school, I feel like it was harder. I don't know why. Because in middle school, I didn't even have a platform, but then I did. And it, for some reason, my confidence is like less now that I have more followers. I don't confront people. I kind of just tried to ignore it. But at my last school, it got really out of hand with people sending stuff into the office and teachers. It was like affecting my grades. People were sending my TikToks in. So I kind of felt like everyone in the school like hated me, including teachers. So I was very happy to leave, but I didn't really do anything about it. My mom called and was like so mad. And then, yeah, but I didn't really do anything. I'm not one to call people. I don't really care. I'm so sorry that happened to you because I think it's so frustrating. And we've spoken to, you know, a few people that have having so much success similar to yourself and they say similar things. And it's really annoying because I think even back to my high school experience and as soon as you push the norm or as soon as you try to just follow your dream, it makes people feel really jealous because they have no clue what they want to do. And it's crazy that even teachers would do that. But even at my school, I had trouble with some teachers. I had an incredible experience with others, but I completely understand what you mean. And it's like so ridiculous that people would care that much. You go to school to get a job, but you already have one that's getting set up. So it's so weird. Yeah. I mean, especially people that don't even know you that talk about you. Like I still hear things from kids from other schools that I've never even met. And I'm like, how do they know this about me? Or like, why? I don't know. It's really weird. I was going to ask both of you, like, how do you move past that and just continue to focus on the future and do your own thing? For me, I feel like I want so well to do well for myself and kind of do more. Like I said before, like I always, I just want to be the best and very competitive. Um, like I want to prove them wrong and be successful. I mean, I had girls in my school tell me that I was stupid for wanting to do this as my job and that I wasn't going to be successful. And I feel like that's motivating because, you know, I already am and I just want to prove them wrong. <laughs> I think on my end, just reminding myself that it comes from a place of fear and their own insecurities, not mine. Yeah as well as like separating myself from that environment. As soon as you do become successful, a lot of people I found at least were more interested in what I did, less trying to critique what I did. And they just asked a lot of questions. But initially when you're trying to do all that stuff, it's just coming from a place of fear and insecurity. And that's what I had to remind myself of. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. How old were you when you were dealing with all of this high school stuff? Cause we don't have like a middle school here. We just have like grades. Yeah, literally last year. So I was sophomore in high school. Being 15, you're in like your key development stages of life. And it's really important to have like a good structure and support system around you. Where did you get that from if it wasn't friends from school? Okay. I did have one friend. She's a very supportive friend. She's never made me feel bad about what I do or any of that. So I'm very lucky to have her. Also my mom and my dad, they're very supportive, especially my mom. She does so much for me um, and just helps me manage everything. So I love making TikToks with friends. It's like a different yeah, energy. Yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun. You've got all these different things on like your clothing brand, modeling, social media, school. How do you try and reduce the amount of stress and anxiety you feel because you're so busy? So I usually take photos on the weekend. Like I'll do seven outfits for Instagram posts and I'll change in the car, which is hard now because it's like freezing outside. So it's not enjoyable. But I usually do that just so that throughout the week I don't have to stress and I can just worry about school. 
And then with TikToks, it's kind of harder because every day there's new sounds and trends that you have to do, as you guys know. So like to keep, I can't film seven in one day and then post them throughout the week because it's going to be irrelevant by the time it goes up. With that, I kind of feel like that's a lot harder because sometimes you don't want to film. Like if you feel like you look bad or you're just having a bad day, but I'm still figuring that out because I definitely do have days where I'm just like, I don't want to post. I talked to a therapist because I have really bad anxiety. Talking to her really helps. And I think it's good to talk to someone about it. I think that should be normalized. And I feel like it kind of is now, honestly. How has your experience been with your therapist? Have you enjoyed it? Did it take you a while to find the right one? Yeah, especially with COVID because there was like this whole waiting process for it because everyone was trying to get um therapist. But I actually really do like mine. And I know that a lot of my friends talk to them too. Being a teenager, I feel like, I mean, I guess everyone struggles with mental health in general, but in this specific age group, like everyone I know has different things going on. So yeah, I love therapy. I just started it like after I left my school. Oh, nice. You said you deal with anxiety. What type of things go on like when you're anxious? Like how does your body react to the feeling of anxiety? I feel like it's different for everyone. For me, it's like it's like tightness in your chest. I also start like shaking, which is can be hard because if I'm in a public setting, like I don't want people to see me. I have this like fear. I'm like my relationship with it is like I don't want to seem weak and I feel like shaking is such an obvious sign of that. That's like such a tough one. Yeah, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, like, I'll just tell them like, if I know someone's like looking at me, and I'm clearly like freaking out, I'll just be like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have really bad anxiety. I'm like, kind of nervous, just like, whatever. I feel like it's easier that way. With those events, that was when my social anxiety, like three to four years ago, really started like poking his head. (laughs) And that's when I'd get really anxious, because there were just so many people. Have you like gotten used to that? Or have you just by going to therapy improved your anxiety in general? With events, like in my social media stuff that I go to, I usually have a plus one. So I get to bring my mom, which is good. But I feel like that's almost a security blanket for me because recently I had to go to like a Maybelline event and I couldn't bring my mom. I didn't have a plus one. I was so worked up over it, but it ended up being fine. I definitely just overthink it. But at events too, I feel like, like we were saying before, I kind of feel out of place sometimes because like I'm 16 and everyone there is like adults. hundred. I know. And I feel like I'm there with like my mom, which like I'm having a great time, but like I'm fangirling over all these people, first of all. And second of all, I feel like everyone's kind of like, what, why is she here? I feel like those events can be very intimidating too, though, just because everyone is it can be kind of clicky, almost like high school, where all these influencers are friends with like certain groups of other influencers. If you go to an event and there's just like little circles and like you're just, you're not invited in and it's just so awkward. But I've definitely met a few people that are like totally welcoming and super, super nice. But sometimes it's just not the vibe there. I feel as though for me, it took me a while to sort of recondition my brain to realize that people aren't out to get me. Because I think in high school, It feels like that so much. So when you enter this big space, it's like you feel like you have to watch your back. I don't know. Do you feel like that at all as well, Elle? Totally. I feel like, I mean, I talk about that in therapy too, how I just like feel like everyone hates me because like every friendship that I've ever had has fallen through. Like, and it's always because of me, like not necessarily because they're always the one that like does something to me, but it always has to do with like my social media or my like, I don't know. It's so unfair though as well, because you're just doing your thing too. 
It's okay. I, I get it. I can understand how people would think that you're like not a good person based on that. But I reckon we just judge way too quick. What do you reckon, Harry? Yeah, I was about to say that. Like reserving judgment before you meet people is key because you don't know what they are like and what's going through their life and why they're acting different ways or why they're doing different things. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think us growing up, it's sometimes really hard to be taken seriously. You know, on Really Mental, we talk about mental health and identity, and that's a huge part. You know, identity is huge, especially when you're trying to figure out your people, trying to figure out where you want to go. I can say I completely relate to Ella's story because, like, even we've been in meetings like Harry and I, and just because of our age, they count us out straight away. And it's not too many meetings. Speaks to the fact that if anyone's listening and wants to, like, do something out of the box or start a business, like, you can do it. There's just ways to like have those conversations when the people are like 30, but it definitely can be done as yeah. we're seeing with Ella. I'm interested. Have you got any plans to move out? Like what does the next couple of years look like for you? Do you think? Cause it's all very exciting things that are happening. I want to go to college, um, hopefully in the city. So I would like to move there. And then I want to continue growing my brand and my social media channels and That's what I'm planning to do. I would love to live in the city. I miss living there. I've always wanted to do that since I was little, moved back there. That's awesome. Yeah, New York's amazing. I Mm want to live in New York eventually one day. Yeah, you should. (laughs) It's just really hard as an Australian to get there. Do you think growing up in that environment, that hustle and bustle kind of like influenced your drive to do so many things? Yeah, I feel like that. And I feel like my parents, honestly, influenced it a lot too, because both my parents like always worked and they're hard workers and successful people. So I feel like seeing them do that was really inspiring. And also just having like a mom that worked so hard too was just super cool because I was like, I can do that. Through doing social media, how has social media as a whole changed your life? Oh my gosh. I feel like it's changed my life in so many ways, but also I feel like I don't remember not doing social media because it's like been my whole life since I was so little. Do you ever feel like you can take a break? No, I don't really take breaks. I feel like, (laughs) especially with social media, I feel like you can't really take a break. Like I said, there's days where like, I don't want to post and film, but I'll still put something up. Even if it's like a draft from days ago, that isn't going to do well. The whole thing with social media is like, you have to post 24 seven. With me, if I don't post that day, like I feel like I didn't do enough. I'm way too hard on myself with that, but. I feel like that inspires Harry and I (laughs) to make more content. Yeah, I'm terrible at making social media content. I'm so bad. I'm really interested, Ella. Like, you know, we want to be able to have conversations on this podcast that can like help move things forward. And I think one of those is like, I know personally with friends, they can sometimes have trouble on social media from like getting DMs from dudes or something that are inappropriate. And I want us to help be able to change that sort of landscape and make it a safer place for like just everyone. Have you ever had those experiences? And like, how has your experience been as a woman on social media? Like, has it been okay? It's been okay because my mom honestly manages everything and deletes a ton of stuff. So I don't even see half of it. Yeah. But um, I definitely get inappropriate DMs all the time. And I feel like tons of women on social media get them which is gross and can be kind of scary. But also there's a ton of like celebrities and athletes and people that are 
like I'm a minor technically people that are 30 20 like old people that will DM me and I don't know if it's just because they don't know my age but like you would think being a person that's visible to the public you would do a quick like research just to see are they just saying hey or are they saying something like bad it depends I feel like it depends I feel like I've seen it all I mean yeah I've had that before yeah I was gonna say I thought of a situation straight away for Harry as well I thought about the exact person that Will thought about straight away that kept on messaging me and I was like 17. Oh my gosh, really? And yeah. And he was famous guy, which And he was like famous, famous. I mean you would like it's not that hard to research someone or find out how old they are if you just I feel like like I said, especially being in the public, you could get in trouble for that. It's not smart. I don't know. Yeah, how does it make you feel getting those messages? I mean, I don't like getting them. I definitely don't. And Sometimes they can be scary, but honestly, I feel like I don't even like the hate messages and just in general, that specific part of it, I don't even really care that much about. I feel like that doesn't affect me. I feel like it's more people from my town, people from school and people that don't even know me, but like know people that I know, like, I feel like that affects me way more than like my DMs where people are not nice to me. When it's people that I feel like know me or like might have contact with me, I just don't understand. Like that's what hurts me more. I'm interested as well on the topic of social media. Like what's one thing you absolutely love about it? And we're talking social media in general, so no platforms. And what's one thing that you sort of wish could get better or like change? Something I could change. I feel like, I mean, it's not like something on social media in general, but it's just I feel like everyone compares themselves to people on social media, no matter who you are. And that just sucks. You know, I do it all the time. I know everyone does it. I'm sure you guys have done that. It's just like how it is, which can be really toxic and degrading. But something I love about it is that it's given me so many opportunities and I've gotten to meet so many amazing people. Yeah. What about you, Harry? Yeah, I've been able to meet a lot of cool people through it and given the opportunity to reach an audience. I think the part that I don't like about social media is how it's out of my control. That's just the name of the game. Like I can't control how many people see a post or how well it does or control how people react to anything I put out. I kind of just have to put it out there and see. And that's the part where I'm a bit iffy with it. Like that's where I struggle with it a bit more. I don't really compare myself to anyone because I don't actually, I use social media a little bit. I'm not an active user of social media all the time, but I put out more content and not being able to control where that goes sometimes can be hard. Yeah, I get that. I wanted to ask both of you guys, actually, this whole industry or like the creative industry can be quite lonely. How do you guys deal with loneliness? I think loneliness is something I've recently been like, oh, that feeling is loneliness. And I think because I keep myself so busy during the week, focusing so hard on like getting things done and really pushing things. And that keeps my focus for the weekdays and stuff when I'm working. And then on the weekend, I notice when I slow down, I almost get this feeling of like, it's a loneliness. Sometimes I'll get it where like, say if my parents are away and I'm just home alone, I'm just like, damn, like I start questioning, like, what's this life for, you know, like, and um, just feeling like quite alone. And I think that how I deal with it is thinking about the things that I can put my energy into. I have amazing relationships around me. Thinking about those and reminding myself about those people, being grateful for them, like gratitude is a huge thing because I think loneliness is sort of an imbalanced perception of 
feeling like no one cares. So I just think about the people that care for me and like all the good things that have happened that week um, so that I don't get stuck in like a hole. Writing down in my journal recently has been super helpful. I went to church for the first time yesterday. How was that? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I don't know. I was saying to my brother, like, there's a feeling that I get there. And even when my brain for 22 years being away from religion, there's just a feeling. So I'm just following that feeling. And it feels like a peace and like a comfort. But I think that's the sort of ways I navigate it, realizing that I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. What about you, Ella? I've done journaling too recently. And I feel like that definitely is like a nice way to just lay out your thoughts and I'm the same way where like when I'm working and I'm constantly pushing myself, I'm like distracted almost. So it gives me something to do and something that I'm passionate about and kind of gives me a purpose. But like you said, like when I slow down, I definitely feel myself getting lonely. I also just like went through a breakup and lost my my best friend from like when we were like so little. So I've just had a lot like on my plate recently. But like I said, I talking to my therapist, journaling. And just keeping myself busy really has helped me. I was talking to my counselor about this, I think, ages ago. Disclaimer, we're, none of us are drug addicts, none of us do drugs, but I'm going to relate this to something to do with drugs. Our relationship with work can be similar to a relationship of someone who's addicted to drugs because we're so addicted to our work that we use it to mask our emotions, which is what a drug addict does. They take drugs to master emotions. So it's a similar relationship. Both these relationships, like that's what you guys are saying. As soon as you stop work, you feel lonely and feel shit. And you're using work as a coping mechanism to not feel shit. And this is something I had to figure out and deal with. I'm not saying that you guys, this was at least for me. And we were talking about that. Removing like work for a second, say you spent three weeks and you didn't do any work and like actually sat with yourself and like dealt with your problems. You'd come back feeling a lot better and you actually like spent time dealing with the problems instead of just putting them to the side to just constantly be doing work. Obviously we have to maintain a certain amount of work in our industry and we can't just stop, but like it's trying to navigate that and figure out a balanced approach to a work rest ratio to try and fix those mental issues, not just mask them through work. So interesting. When you said taking three weeks off, I'm like, (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I could do that either. I'd like be very not okay. Going through a breakup and having a relationship with your friend stop, how did that like affect you? It was around the same time, which kind of sucked because it was like my best friend. And I don't have that many friends. So it was like me and this other girl who, by the way, like I wish her the best, not talking bad about her or anything. But um, just the timing of it really kind of sucked because I like lost both of them. And the thing is when I went to do homeschool, I was like, I can't lose them because like if I'm homeschooled, I'm going to be lonely if I am on my own, if I lose them, whatever. But honestly, now that like I have, it makes me realize that like it's okay. And I'm actually doing a lot better than I thought I would be. But yeah, I mean, breakups suck. And obviously losing someone that was like your sister sucks. I mean, I guess if it was meant to happen, it'll open new relationships and new people in my life. It's probably one of the hardest things that like I've been saying so much recently, I wish there was a blueprint. And I think everyone can like listen, could relate to the fact that it'd be so nice to have some type of guide during those situations. Okay. Wisdom from Harry coming in right now. So similar to you, Ella, 
I was in a relationship for over a year, first girlfriend as well. It was an ongoing journey of like, we had a lot of mutual friends. I was constantly seeing her post breakup. It kind of was getting a bit messy and a bit confusing, quite codependent, all of those different types of things. And I think this is going to seem kind of harsh, but the best thing I did, and Will was telling me this for ages, but I didn't listen. The best thing I did was separated myself from her. Just literally, you don't have to block them, like, but just like unfollowed, let them go, let her live her life because it's over, not see them at all, spend no time with them, like literally cut them out of my life fully, at least for a period of time. And you will see you will exponentially get better over time. And the first month, it'll be pretty hard because you'll be missing them a lot. But after that, you'll see there'll be a massive increase in your happiness and you'll really realize that you're not dependent on them for your happiness. You don't need them in your life. Like you spent for you 14 years of your life, not with them. They were only in there for one year. So like you've, you, it's not, you're going to still survive. You're still going to succeed. You're still going to do all these things and you'll meet someone that's right for you. And I think letting them go is respecting the boundaries of the breakup and just respecting that like you aren't meant to be together and you're kind of forcing each other to be friends at this point in time. I'm not saying in the future, you can't be friends, but at this point in time, like you need to let each other go to heal and to move on. And maybe later on you can come back and be friends or you won't be friends. Like that's up to the future. That's great advice. Harry's advice corner there. (laughs) I love that. I felt like I was in a therapy session between the three of us. I guess as well, you're talking to yourself, right? As well, Harry, and to people listening. Yeah. Well, that's just my experiences. And like, I'm just talking about what I had to learn cutting people out is so essential to your happiness, like letting people go and being okay with letting people go. I don't have that many people around. So letting people go is really hard. You're like, oh shit, there's another one gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's so dark. That's so relatable. Yeah. As many people that will leave, there'll be new people that come in. And like, you'll find that in my life, I I met a lot of my friends, like in a high school now, I've actually gone back to quite a few high school friends, but in the later last like two years of my life, I've met my closer friends now yeah. because I think before when people were just trying to navigate themselves around your age, oh, like 16, 17, 18, even my age still, they're still trying to figure themselves out. And then once people figure themselves out more and they're more comfortable, they're more willing to just be friends with you from a non-judgmental place and actually just be friends with you because you're a kind person. Yeah, that makes sense. A hundred percent. I think it'd be a lot easier to make friends and um, make more relationships when I'm in the city or somewhere else. Cause I feel like this like small town that I'm in is just not, everyone knows everyone's business and it's just not really the place for me. Al is also very mature. So we have to keep that in mind. I think back for, at least for me when I was 16 and like, I definitely would have needed that advice from Harry, but Ella, have you reached those points of realization? Where are you at with what Harry said in your journey? Yeah, I have. Um, fine alone. And that like, I, I'm so busy with work and I know exactly what I want to do with my life and stuff. So I feel like that kind of keeps me motivated. I feel like I have a relationship with like my job. And I mean, I feel like I get validation through that, which is a good thing and a bad thing, but I don't need someone for that. How is it with your clothing brand? Has that been a nice creative outlet for you? Yeah. We launched 
hoodies and t-shirts, sweatpants, all things that like teenagers wear every day. And we donated a percentage of the sales to Crisis Text Line, which is actually a mental health charity that works with people with like anxiety, depression, um, eating disorders, all that stuff. So very relevant in our time and my age group. So I'm donating a percentage to that. And we're going to do another drop really soon, which is really exciting and kind of expand and release new products. So I'm super excited about that. And it's been super fun learning all the business side of everything. That's so exciting. Like you're only 16. You've achieved so much. Looking back on everything you've achieved, how does it make you feel? And do you feel grateful for all the different things that have happened in your life? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm so grateful for everything since I was little. Like this is always what I've wanted to do. So the fact that I'm actually doing it now is amazing. And I'm so happy and grateful that I get to do all the things that I get to do. 100%. And what's next? I just want to continue growing my brand. Um, I love to travel. I want to do a lot of traveling. I want to go to college. What course would you do in college? Mm, I want to study business or like marketing and communications. Do you see your job as a person in social media and like with your clothing business, do you see that as the goal you're working towards or do you have a different career in mind? You know, I want to do a lot of things. I feel like every time I see people on social media doing all these things, like I add that to my bucket list. I have so many things that I want to do. I've always wanted to do some like modeling things. My parents were like, wouldn't let me do it when I was little because they both worked in that industry and know like how it is with, it can be really toxic. So that's like kind of why I did social media. So, I mean, I would love to do things like that, more campaigns. Like obviously I wouldn't want to do runway or anything, but like beauty campaigns or commercials. I know my manager is talking about acting, but I'm like, I'm scared of that. So I don't know. Well, thank you so much, Ella. We really appreciate your time. And thank you for being so honest. And again, we think it's really impressive what you've done. And so please keep doing what you're doing and kicking goals. And you will find the right people to surround yourself with 100%. I really think this conversation will help people. So yeah, thank you for offering your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice talking to you guys. So, Will, I really liked that episode with Ella. I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to ask you, what were your main takeaways? Yeah, I think I found it really interesting with Ella that obviously she's still finding the right people around her and finding the right support network. I thought it was really awesome that she had a strong base with her family. I think it's really important to have your family to go back to And I don't think that that has to be, you know, blood related, but to have some type of resemblance of a stable place to go to, because friends can come in and out of our lives. And particularly when you go through changes, like being a normal high school student to what you would say is a very different journey on social media and homeschooling, it can mean that you do lose some of the friends along the way that aren't prepared to stick with you or, you know, vice versa. So I thought that was a really awesome point that she made about having that support network. I think that in terms of her being in the industry, I also think that she made an interesting point about how it can be quite lonely. Her journaling and doing that, I really thought was a good reminder for me. And I want to always want to continue doing that because I really think that journaling helps a lot. So hopefully for anyone listening out there, you picked up you know, a tip for if you're ever feeling lonely. Make sure you talk to either your therapist, a professional or family member, or even just a piece of paper. It all helps a lot. And it seemed like it helped for her. So that was really cool to see. And yeah, I really enjoyed learning about her journey. She's 
in a unique position being at our age. Just make sure you go show us some love. Remember that the people you see online as creators have lives that they go through as well. So please be kind to them. What did you pick up, Harry? I was just going to add to what you said to finish it off and just say they're human like you and I. Like Just because they have these big audiences doesn't mean they don't feel these emotions and doesn't mean they're invincible. Like We tend to sometimes put people that are even older than us, like not celebrities or not people that have a lot of followers on these pedestals that they don't feel the same emotions. I do this all the time and I catch myself out from doing it, even with like managers and like parents and stuff like that. Like they all still have the same emotions as us and they deal with the same things as us. And I think just reminding yourself of that is really important. So you're able to relate and understand and come from a place of no judgment and really understanding where they're coming from is like a really big thing. Because at the end of the day, especially even for Ella, like she can't help that she feels these emotions. She's human like all of us. So I think at the end of the day, treat people with love, treat the people with kindness because that's the way you want to be treated. I agree with the parents. Like even recently, I just, sometimes it's easy to put people on pedestals. It really is. And if you remember that, I think it catches the habit and actually solves it a bit more because I don't think we consciously put people on pedestals or mean to think that they're perfect humans, even out producer of this podcast, Sky, sometimes Harry and I have had to remind ourselves that he's a real human going through things because we just like appreciate him a lot and sort of look up to him as the, you know, the businessman he is. So it is important to remember those things. Yeah. Make sure you also reach out to to someone today and ask them how they're going. Because I think the takeaway from today is you never know what someone's going through, whether it's based off what you see online or an interaction you have with them. And with that in mind, we are going to close today's episode. Thank you so much for making it this far. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe, and follow us on all socials too at Really Mental Podcasts. Please rate this conversation five stars because we really enjoyed having Ella on and think she's an amazing person. Next week, we have a very incredible guest, slightly different to our usual one. She is a ballerina and also a very successful social media creator called Luna Montana. So you may have seen some of her viral videos on YouTube. So make sure you come and check out that conversation. Hope you have a beautiful week. And again, reach out to someone that you haven't for a bit and ask them how they're going. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Even when you lose all hope, you go deeper than you've gone. Hold on till you can't no more. If you guys are struggling, Will and I aren't like professionals in this field. We're just telling our experiences through stories and kind of just sharing what we've been through. But if you are really struggling, we do highly suggest going to see a therapist and professional help because they will be the ones that can really help you in your situation. Yeah, of course. Feel free to share your stories with us and DM us. We want to know what you're going through, but make sure you take the time to speak to a professional because that's going to give you the most help. That said, we hope that these stories and the people we've spoken to can really help you on your journey to finding that right person, whether it's a therapist or that friend to talk to about it. Make sure you take the time to do that.